Hi, and welcome to She Is Wise, a podcast dedicated to braver, bolder, bigger conversations for women who want to change the world. I'm Ellie Bell, an empowerment coach passionate about supporting women to show up in the world as their best version of themselves. I'm a former corporate executive with a background working in professional sport and a qualified life coach working with women for the past four years. I've got two gorgeous little girls, which are the reason I'm so determined to change the way women are in the world. I have an incredible husband who encourages, supports and shapes my work in ways that prove that men have to be part of the solution. And I'm Erin Hodson, a psychic medium and spiritual healer who believes that for the world to be a place I'm grateful and proud to leave for my two young sons, change is necessary and that change must be led by women. My work is deeply rooted in ancestors and understanding who we come from and who we can become. I love exploring the spirituality of who we are and the intersection of that with our human experiences. We're two women who grew up on opposite sides of the world, but when we met, instantly recognized each other as kindred spirits, ready to make meaningful change in ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Now is the time for women to be brave, vulnerable, and bold, to explore what is really true for us and how we can make meaningful change in the world. Join us as we dive passionately into conversation about things that really matter, share lighthearted banter with each other, and dare to challenge what we've been told we can do, have, and be as women. Hello and welcome to another episode of She Is Wise. Today we thought we'd sort of dive down the path of change. It's something that we go through every day. It's part of, it's literally part of everyday life, but yet often it can feel really scary and really hard. And we just really wanted to talk about it from the angle of how our human self um, deals with change, but then also what the impact of change is on our spiritual self and how we can use that to kind of support us through it because it can be really difficult. So as always, I'm going to hand over to Erin and say, hey, how are you doing? And um, what are your thoughts about change? How's it impacted you in life? And, and what comes up for you when you hear that word? Oh, change. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, change for me, like I'm much better with it now than I used to be. I've been through a lot of change in my life, I think, like on a on a personal level, probably not so much from an outside perspective, I think. And that's probably an important distinction to make. You know, I had a, a stable upbringing. We literally lived in two houses my entire life. And, you know, we lived in the same town. We never really did anything that was extraordinarily different from what we'd done before. And then, you know, I went out into the world as a 17-year-old and everything since then has been nothing but change. So I think, yeah, for me, change is something that has always been driven from an internal force rather than external factors forcing change upon me. And so that has been something that has been really challenging to navigate at times. And I think, I think it is really different when, you know, when you have that internal versus external thing, I think often, you know, we think that they are different in terms of what's pushing you forward. But I think both of them are basically the universe saying, hey, you need to learn something here or you need to change something or you need to grow. And um, yeah, so does that answer your question? Like, 
Yeah, massively. And I can totally relate to that. I was very similar. We lived in the same house for, well, I think we moved into it when I was two. So I probably had two houses. My sister's only ever lived in one house growing up. And with them, mum and dad sold it when I was in my 30s. So it was literally like things very much stayed the same. And I think one of the things that I find really interesting is that that often we do like things to stay the same, even though we don't necessarily like where we are. Because we know the outcome and we know the results, it's much easier to stay there. But actually, when you start to like hear the nudges and start to like get that sense that things can be different uh, it's quite a big brave step to actually decide that you're going to do something about it and I think that ties very much into a lot of the stuff we talk about with intuition and I've certainly shared before about how you know I kind of knew that I needed to make a big change I knew I needed to move overseas I didn't know where I didn't know what it looked like I didn't know anything more than that and I fought it for a really long time because I didn't know what the outcome was going to be and then it got to the stage that staying where I was just actually wasn't an option anymore so it had to be changed and I think you know I often wonder what would have happened if I'd you know moved over sooner you know how would it have all worked out then but actually looking back on it now I can see that it all happened when it was meant to happen and I think that's one of the things that I really encourage people to look at is that when change is feeling a bit scary if it's feeling a little bit uncomfortable and you don't really know what it's going to look like that's completely normal. Like we can't tell the future. We don't know how it's going to work out. But what it does mean is that there's an opportunity for things to be better. It might be that it's a bit bumpy along the road. It might be that you could be a bit like, oh God, this is ghastly. Why am I doing this? But then, you know, when you look back, it all makes sense. And I always remember a mentor of mine who helped me no end when, you know, life was all getting a bit difficult for me. She told me this story and she talked about this woman who just, you know, had this urge to go and live in Australia. She just had this knowing that she needed to go there. So she sold up her house. She sold everything, packed up her kids, packed up her life, moved to Australia, hated it, hated every single minute of it, was so unhappy. Just the whole thing was awful. So she was like, well, this is dreadful. I'm going to have to go home. But of course, she'd sold her house. She couldn't get back into where she was. She needed a new job, all of these things. So she ended up actually having to go back to a different place. So she got a new job. She bought a new house. She lived in a different area. She made new friends. She created this life that if she hadn't have made the first change, would never have happened. So often it's worth remembering that if there's a push to do something, like take notice of it because it's actually getting you to where you need to be. It just might be not necessarily in the straightest direction always. Does that resonate with you? Yeah. I mean, what what you were talking about in terms of like what came up was safety and predictability, right? It feels safe to be able to predict what is going to happen. But the problem with that is that when we can predict what's going to happen, it's because we're not doing anything differently. We're doing everything the same. So the prediction is always going to be the same. And, you know, when you, when you do feel that nudge to change something or that something's not right, or like, it's not even, it's not even necessarily like, you know, we have the feather brick truck, um, analogy that we use a lot and that feather sometimes can just be like a sense of like unease about what is going on for you like you can't put your finger on it you can't say well I hate my job or I'm unhappy in my relationship or you know my house drives me nuts it's it's not necessarily that it's just that sense that like if I woke up tomorrow and everything was different I probably wouldn't cry about it you know, but yeah, when you actually start to dive into that thought, it's like, oh, holy fuck, that's really scary. Oh, yeah, it's I'm terrifying. Not doing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's terrifying. And, and, you know, I think a lot of the time um, when we think about change, because it's not predictable, because we can't predict the outcome, we go into it with an energy of fear, right? Um, and we talk about making leaps of faith, but a leap of faith is born from fear. Yeah right? Because we're afraid of it. And so we have to have faith to make the leap, 
And so what we have to do is kind of shift the way that we approach it, I think, and actually say like, you know, I'm open to all possibilities because I trust that the universe is going to serve me with whatever is for my highest good, whatever I need to have. And and I think that like tapping into that feeling of what do I want to feel every day? Like it might, if you do that, if you excavate through how you feel now and how you want to feel, you might find that actually you don't need anything to change. You just need to bloody be grateful for what you've got, right? But sometimes there will be something that comes up that you're like, actually, I'd really like that to be different. And so going into the space of difference rather than change, because change change has a different energy, right? Change is about taking action. It's a really masculine, striving kind of energy. But if you're just open to the possibility that something's going to be different, it's just allowing. So it brings that feminine energy forward. Yes, we still have to take action, right? The change isn't going to happen. Um, what's the quote that you use with that? Oh, the theory, um, it's Einstein's theory of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting a different result, which is, you know, when you actually think about it, it's completely nuts. And yet how many, like, you just have to look around the world to see that that is, you know, what people do. It's like, I'm going to do the same thing, but it's going to be different this time. Yeah. You know, how many times have we even said that to ourselves? I'll do this, but it's going to be different this time. But why? We haven't done anything different. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You've got to be willing to to try something. And I think one of the ways that that I think can really help do that is actually if we start to look back and reflect on life where change has happened and we can actually start to kind of explore it with a real open mind and understand what's come out of it. You know, what was it great straight away? Or actually that bit was a bit bit bumpy and a bit uncomfortable. But actually what it what it created was something incredible. You know, if I look at my experience of coming over to New Zealand, I you know, the lead up to, I mean, it all happened very, very quickly. Um, I got a job and was living here within a month. It was just, it was kind of like, as soon as that decision was made, it was like the universe was like, right, get on a bloody plane now. You've got to sort this out. And, you know, it was a huge amount to deal with in one go. And it, I remember that first that first month of being in a country on my own, not having any clue of what I was doing work-wise. It was a new job. It was new people, like everything. I didn't know where anything, you know, couldn't just walk around the supermarket and know where things were. It was like everything. I didn't know what brands to buy because nothing looked the same. Like all of it was so different. And I remember thinking, oh, you know, this is really, really hard. But I always knew deep down that it was going to, I, I was meant to be there for a reason. So I kind of allowed it to work through. And I think that helps when you're able to tune into yourself, is that you're able to like get into that feeling of actually this is going to be okay. Like however it works out, even if I decide in six months time, I hate it. I'm meant to be here at the moment. And that's why that story that I shared earlier has always really helped me because it's actually just knowing that wherever you are, is where you're meant to be. So if you're struggling with the fact that change is happening around you, know that it's meant to be like that at the moment, because through that, you're going to learn more about yourself. You're going to learn more about the situation. You're going to get clearer about what's okay for you and what's not. And that can be really difficult. Like when we're going through difficult times, we just want it to be easier. We just don't want to be dealing with it. And yet it's in those times, it's in those moments of real you know, desperation almost. That's when you realize your strength, you realize your power, you realize that actually, if I can get through this, I can do anything. And it's incredibly empowering to be able to do that. So it is hard. And, you know, the the way to 
make sure that it's easier is to have people to talk to about it and to be willing to be vulnerable and share these things. Again, that's a huge part of we've been told not to, you know, share our vulnerabilities and always put on a brave face and, you know, don't let people really know what's going on. But when change is happening and it feels uncomfortable, you have to talk about it because you need someone to go, yeah, I totally see you. That must be really hard. You know, I can relate to that because I've been through X, Y, and Z. And you suddenly realize you're not on your own. Um, That's something that for me has really helped. But I know that, you know, you've been through a lot of change. Most recently, your sort of spiritual awakening has probably changed you massively. Um, You know, how did you navigate your way through that in a way that didn't make you just want to shut the door on it, to be perfectly honest? Well, it's interesting what you were just saying about um, the difficulty around change. And I think that comes like the most difficult change comes when we've ignored the nudges, right? Like when we've got to the truck and you're like, okay, actually like the universe is going to force change upon me rather than me having a choice to make a change. Because so the two major changes for me that I would reflect on are my relationship with my wife and then my spiritual awakening. And the first one, the change that came about. So I was, when I met my wife, I was um, engaged to someone else. I was living at the other end of the country. I was, you know, I was doing my thing. I was working every day. I was going home and we were obviously not insanely happy because I left, but um, we, you know, we were fine. We were doing okay. We were planning a wedding and all of the things and, and, it was just a really, really easy decision to leave that. Like it wasn't that I was deeply unhappy. It wasn't that things were really challenging, but I just had this like feather from the universe with my wife that she was like, you know, I really like you. And I'm like, actually, I really like you too. And that was kind of it. That was all it needed for me to say, actually, I'm willing to make that change. I'm willing to change everything because I trust that this is the right, like I just had a deep sense of knowing that it was the right decision to make and the right change to make. The spiritual awakening was far (laughs) less kind to me, (laughs) far less kind. Um, That was something that kind of came out of the blue, but it was a truck. Like it was something that when I look back, I can say, okay, yeah, that was probably a feather and that was probably a brick. The truck hit and it hit in a big way. And because of the nature of the changes that were necessary for me to make, it was a very lonely process. And um, I think that's the, like, I recognize now that all of it was about my own spiritual growth. It was about what I'm here to learn and what I'm here to grow into and all of those beautiful things. And it's led me to this point where I get to work with you and I get to plan a a beautiful life with my family and I get to um, share what I know to be true Um, And I get to learn all the time I'm learning. And, you know, that's absolutely for my highest good. That's part of what I'm here for in this human experience. But it was deeply painful, you know, and to make the changes necessary to get to this point, I fought them. I didn't want to make them. I struggled with them. I lacked support with them because I didn't ask for help. I didn't share it with the people who were probably most able and willing to support me. I shut them out. So, you know, I went into it really because it wasn't a change that I felt in control of. I was always in the energy of fear. And it wasn't until I got into the energy of love and tapped into the, okay, so this is here and it's not going away. So I want it to feel like this So I'm going to focus on that feeling rather than the feeling of fear and 
discomfort that I'm sitting in right now, that was when the change started to become more positive and more constructive. And I became yeah, more You make willing. such a great point there about that decision that you make that it's actually going to be in a place, come from a place of love. And I talk about this a lot. I talk about it a lot in the work that we do. I'm sure I bang on about it a lot in these podcasts as well. But we have control over how we think. We have control over the thoughts that go around in our minds. So we can choose to be really fearful about a change or we can choose to be open to it and come from a place of love. We have that choice. And the reason I talk about it so often is because A, it took me ages to really, really get my head around it. Um, and even now I slip up massively. You know, I'll get down on on, on the spiral of something and and I'll need to remind myself, actually, I get to choose how I feel about this. The event, whatever it is, the, the change that is happening, that doesn't have an emotion attached to it. There is nothing attached to it. It is simply a thing. It is a situation. It is a thing that is happening. I actually get to choose how I show up in that energy and how I show up in that space. So I can choose to be loving and kind. I can choose to um, share my truth authentically. I can share to stand boldly in, in what I believe. And that's down to me. That's nobody else gets to tell me that. Nobody else gets to impact that. It's totally down to me. So that means it's really empowering. I may not know where the change is going, but I know that the energy behind what's happening is so much more aligned with who I am. So that kind of takes a bit of the fear out of it because like you said, we're scared of change often because we don't know what the results are going to be. We don't know how it's going to look. Whereas if we know that we're coming at it from a place of love, if we know that we're coming at it from a place of this is for my highest good, then actually the outcome isn't so relevant almost it's like it's actually the experience of going through the process rather than what the end thing is and I think that's the big part like change is a process it happens over time very rarely do you wake up and bang everything's just different you know it's it takes time to go through so I think being able to step into that space of realizing that it is going to take a bit of time and that it's meant to feel a bit uncomfortable but uncomfortable doesn't have to be bad Different doesn't have to be bad. You know, it's like we have to put everything in a pot and it's got to have a good label or a bad label. And we're so societally conditioned to think like that, that we forget that actually sometimes things are just things and we can choose if it's a good or a bad thing. I just think the more that we can talk about stuff like that and the more we can realize how much control we can have over what we think, like it's such a different space mm. to be in when you realize that. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of that stuff is energy, right? Like fear is a, is a heavy energy. And love is a really light energy. And actually what we want to do is rather than saying, yes, I want it to be good or I want it to be bad or this change is good or this change is bad. What we actually want to do is we want to neutralize it, right? So we actually just want to clear the energy so that we then get to choose what we invite in. And what you were just talking about there in terms of like that, you know, not wanting a change to be bad or whatever, like, yes, we absolutely get to choose that. And that's the key of manifestation. You know, anybody who's talking about the law of attraction or manifestation and creating the life that you want to have and co-creation with the universe and all of those things, really what they're talking about is being in the right energy, right? inviting more of what you want into the world. What you focus on grows. If you've got two plants and you water one every day and you put it in the sunlight and all of that thing and you ignore the other one, which one's going to grow? It's the one you've been focused on, right? So even when change is forced upon you, even when the truck hits, you still have a choice about what you focus on in that and about what you create from it. And that's, I think, how we make friends with change, recognizing that actually, you know, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. We have come here for a reason, right? We don't have to know that reason. We don't have to understand that reason. 
It's not about saying, I don't know what my purpose is, therefore I can't be served for my highest good. Everything serves us for our highest good. Even the hardest, darkest, most painful moments of our lives are for our highest good. And so what we have to do is we have to focus on what we want out of the situation and we have to maintain focus and invite that energy in so that we don't get stuck in the hard, heavy, uncomfortable, painful energy, that fear of the unknown, right? Like how many times have you been afraid to do something, done it and gone off the right? But if you had gone into it with a a different Mm. form of energy, like the outcome could have been even better. Yeah, and and I think you make a really good point there about the energy that goes into it. And it's a really good opportunity to explore what it is for you because some people it will be a fear of the unknown. Some people it will be a fear of failure. Some people it'll be a fear of getting it wrong. It'll be a fear of looking stupid. It'll be a fear of rejection. Like it's a great way to actually really identify what are the big fears that that you have. You know, Mm. what are the ones, what are the real ugly ones that rear their head at those moments? Because that is a great opportunity to learn. Like when we are in those moments, it's not necessarily the time to do the work, but it's the time to have that awareness and understand what it is. You know, I've had Mm. a recent experience where I've actually, you know, the unworthy piece has just really come steaming up to the front. Like it has just been like a, you know, a bull in a china shop, a fast car, like all of those things. It's, you know, it's absolutely floored me because I thought I'd done so much work around that, but it's still at times when things are changing, when things feel a bit difficult, when things are going on, that is the time those things see a crack and they're like, oh, I can squeeze through there and I can really cause some trouble. Mm. But having that awareness allows you to be able to kind of go, okay, yeah, and no, I see that. I see you. I see you unworthiness. I see that you are, are, are trying to make me feel like that, that, that that's coming up for me. Naming it, being aware of it. It's not this big secret anymore. It's not this thing that I can't talk about. And it's not this thing that I have to try and just hide away and, and not, you know, acknowledge. Like acknowledging it and just being like, okay, yeah, I see that. that. That's part of what's going on for me at the moment. Great. Even that just takes the sting out of it. Even that yeah. stops it being this scary monster hiding under the bed. It's kind of like it's pulled out and it's sitting, you know, on the side in all its ghastliness. But at least mm. I can see it. I'm not imagining what it looks like. I'm not thinking that there's 20 of them. I know there's just yeah. one. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're bringing your power back to you. Mm. And, you know, those those shadowy sort of things that come up when we are at our most vulnerable, which is ultimately what change feels like. It's like standing in a doorway and behind the doorway is a man with a gun to your head, Mm. right? Like you're in that space where you're like, if I make the wrong move, you know, this is going to come up. It's going to, it's going to hurt me. It's going to cause me harm. And actually by naming it, by showing the world that it's there, takes the power away. They don't have the power to make you afraid anymore. And it also, they can't control you, right? Like if you show the whole world that it's there, then it it no longer controls you. You control it. Yeah. And it takes the power back and it brings, like it brings you into your power to be able to co-create. And ultimately that's what we always want when we're thinking about change even the deeply difficult change, even the change that scares the living shit out of us, that's the stuff where we need to really bring our power back and say, actually, I get to choose. 
you know, we don't always get to choose what happens along the way. We don't always get to choose how we get to where we want to be, but we always get to choose what we want to be. And we always get to choose how it feels or how we want to feel when we get there. Yeah, that's so true. And I think it's remembering that it doesn't have to be monumental like if we think about the changes that are going on in the world at the moment like there's some there are some pretty huge shifts and you know I know that we talk at length about the changes that we want to see and and that we want to you know the legacy that we want to leave about the world being different and sometimes it can almost feel overwhelming because it feels so big it's like well where do we start and I think if there is that little nudge if there is that feeling that that something has to be different it's just taking one action it's taking one little step it's taking one little moment to think about it differently because the more little moments we have i i can't remember which book it was that i was reading but it's like if you do one thing differently every day in a year you've done 365 things differently like that's huge whereas if you said i'm going to do 365 things differently today you'd be like ah fuck too big i'm not doing that So it's kind of those incremental steps, those little tiny actions that you take every day. And if you take them daily and if you do them, you know, regularly, then they become habits and then they don't feel so scary and they don't feel so awful because it actually just becomes normal. And that's actually the change that you want. So I think it's finding ways for change to not feel scary. But first of all, you have to acknowledge what it is about the change that feels scary. So it's kind of you have to reverse engineer how you feel about it. But the great thing is we get to choose how we think and how we feel. So we can do it. Yeah. And I think the other thing that is worth being reminded of and reminding ourselves of often is we are spiritual beings having a human experience. This isn't our only human experience. Um, We've likely had them before. We'll probably have them again. We came by our very nature. We have come to this human experience to change, right? Like that is our whole entire purpose. We don't come to a human experience just to have a vacation right? Like we are here to change, to make deep, meaningful change to our spiritual selves. So everything that happens in our humanness, all of the things that we get stuck in are stopping us from making that change that we are here for, you know, and we can see that, um, you know, astrologists will show you that it's in your nodes, the North node, why you're here kind of thing. You know, human design experts will tell you it's in your human design chart and others will tell you it's in your past lives. Like it doesn't matter where it comes from. It's understanding that actually like you have a specific reason for living the human existence that you are living now. So you need to embrace that and acknowledge that actually the whole point of your life is change. Well, I think you've just found the perfect place for us to finish on today. So thank you. I think that's been a really interesting conversation. It's one of those things that can feel really scary and uncomfortable, but we always encourage talk about it. And if that's something yeah. that you would like to do, you know, please reach out. We um, we have time available. We're always willing to chat. If there's something going on for you that you could just do with having a space to discuss it and share it, then honestly reach out. An opportunity to book a call with us will be in the show notes. We're, um, we're pretty relaxed. We're pretty chilled about what we discussed. So feel free to, you know, send us a message, um, you know, get in touch. Yeah. We'd love to hear, you know, how you're enjoying it and please, you know, hit subscribe, review and all of those things so that more people can find what we're talking about. But Thank you, Erin. I love sharing this space with you. It's always such a joy. And thank you for listening. Um, We love the fact that you do that. So we will catch you all next time. You've been listening to She Is Wise with Ellie Bell and Erin Hodson. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please remember to subscribe so you can join us next time. 
And if you haven't already, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this podcast with your friends. Thanks so much for joining us and we will catch you on the next episode.